<laughs> Three, two, one. All right. Hey, good afternoon. My name is Scott Clark, and uh, this is from the coffee shop. Uh, it's a podcast that was born uh, from drinking too much wine and fueled by caffeine. We are coming to you from the station on Beacon Hill, and uh, this is actually my first uh, recording. There's the ums I was talking about. The, uh, this is my first recording that uh, normally I usually have a, a, co- a host and a co-host, uh, Rick and Peggy. Um, I haven't heard from them for a while, so I'm just going to go on my own uh, and do it from here. Um, I'd like to go back and just say thanks, Peggy and Rick, for uh, for uh, letting me uh, record with you. And uh, by no way is this uh, going against you, just, just trying out something solo. And uh, I like it. This is cool. Um, first, I want to talk about something before I get started. I went to the dentist today, and... Uh, I got there. That they must be paid torturists. <laughs> I love my dentist to no end, uh, but they did this uh, thing on me called the uh, Sonic Cleaner. It's a water pick on steroids, and it it was it was it hurt it hurt a lot. <laughs> but they got, <laughs> they got me in because I used to go in there once every three months, which is pretty much unheard of. You would go in there and get a cleaning twice a year. Well, they like me so much that they want me every three months. <laughs> I, they might want my money too. I don't know, but I think they just like me. But so they finagle the thing where I have to have I had to go through a deep cleaning, and in order to now I got to go in because now I have I have old people gums. There you go. Yeah, which Was it carry maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I mean, I like my dentist office. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, they've been they've been uh, we've been seeing them for ten years. That's weird. I don't. It's when you talk about seeing somebody for ten years. It's like where'd the time go? It just happens. But uh, anyway, I'm sitting here with Jared Meisner. Jared Meisner is a member in my car club, the Seattle Mustang Club. I say member loosely because he he hits or misses just as much as I do. <laughs> it's because we get busy. We're working. We're working uh, class people. I'm not saying that the rest of the club is working class, but they seem to have a whole lot more free time than we do. Um, anyhow, uh, Jared, uh, weird thing is I, he's in my car club and he, uh, we see each other as often as Christmas almost. (laughs) And we, uh, I'm at a birthday party at my niece for my niece, a little over what, four months ago, five months ago, four months ago. Yeah. And here comes Jared and I'm walking up to my niece's birthday party, which I'm like, well, what's going on? Why is Jared here? What's what, how's he know my niece? And I wasn't upset. I was just like, well, this is just so weird, random, at, at, at everything. And uh, turns out he's dating my niece's really good friend. I'm not. I don't know if they're best friends, but they used to be best friends. I would say they're really good friends. They're really close. I mean, yeah. they, they've got plans to go do some stuff over the next couple weekends and things. Oh, really cool. Yeah, because yeah, I I see also my niece as much as Christmas too. Um, <laughs> uh, Another thing, uh, so we're and we're at this party, and he's the whole time he's got his face in his phone, um, which to me I'm the same way. But uh, he was working on something that really caught my eye, it really caught my interest. Now I'm nowhere, in, uh, I wouldn't say I'm I have no I I don't have any knowledge other than the names of these games, and uh, let's uh, 
let's Jared introduce it. Let's uh, let's talk to you. Um, okay, let's go back. What? Where are you from? Well, uh, where am I from? That's a that's a good question. My uh, my dad was in the oil business. So I was actually born in California, but I spent most of my life in uh, Oklahoma and Texas. So right. I actually moved here from Oklahoma. So I, when somebody so, says, "Where are you from?" my answer would be Oklahoma, even though. So you're you're a Western stater. Yeah, so you're, Southwest. Oh, I think that sounded weird. Southwest. Western states a mental institution out here in, <laughs> in Washington. Um, what? So you're yeah you're a Southwest kid. Yeah. So born in Southern California. Yep, born in Southern California uh, in a little town called Ridgecrest. It's uh, uh-huh. I think just south of Lake Lake Tahoe. Okay. Everybody knows where Tahoe is, so that's what I was saying. They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. Oh, so that's not SoCal. That's that's Northern California. I don't know where it is. Yeah, I'm I love Lake Tahoe. Sure. I've, been I've never there. been there, so I snowboarded Lake Tahoe. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a snowboard fan. But anyway, um, okay, so you're from Oklahoma, and you uh, go to school where? Uh, well, I went to school in uh, University of Minnesota. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I uh, I actually went up there to wrestle, so. Uh, Oh yeah, you're wrestling. Yeah, so I got moved around. I uh, moved around a little bit as a kid, and then I moved around as uh, for school, and then I moved around for for my actual job too. So, yeah, uh, you, did you uh, did you go uh, for a scholarship in wrestling? Yep, I went on a scholarship to go wrestle, and uh, now I'm out here in Seattle. What class did you wrestle? Uh, well, uh, in what weight? In in college, I wrestled 125. I actually didn't. I didn't start. There was uh, there was somebody that started ahead of me, so I was kind of the kind of the whipping boy. You were on JV basically. Yeah, you J- could call. It, yeah, you yeah, could pretty much call practice. It that. Yep. practice squad. Uh, cool. Um, wow, that's that was a little off topic. Is I we're gonna get into what you're talking about with yeah. later. Um, you, I wouldn't have thought of you as a wrestler. Anyway, um, so you go to school in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Fargo country? Is that Fargo? Uh, it's is not that? quite. It's not quite Fargo. It's actually Twin Cities. Um, okay. And uh, just outside of the that's Twin as, Cities. That's so. as much as Minnesota. It's still I know. way, way up there. It's still really cold, like freezing cold. Like, you know, coming from Oklahoma and Texas, I, where we thought we had winter. Uh, I was wearing a jacket in like September. Everybody's walking around laughing at me in t-shirts and stuff. It was crazy. So. Really, it's that yeah. cold where where you had to wear a jacket. Well, I mean. You grew up in the California, Oklahoma climate, right? And summer lasts a lot longer. Yeah. So you got into October, you have 80, 80 degree weather, yep. right? Well, yeah, it goes you know, when it drops down to seventy, you're cold. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, up to about forty degrees. It's I don't think it's too cold, right? Yeah. Below forty degrees, though, I think it's pretty cold, right? And there, it was getting to below forty. Yeah, in I'm September. Mis- I'm miserable at fifty five. Yeah. I'm miserable. I hate it. I'm, well, I'm getting old and grumpy. I have a rule with my Harley that I that I ride, which is even higher in temperature. That I won't even ride if it's less than sixty five, because then you gotta just wear way too many layers. You gotta wear chaps or yeah, leathers. Got wind, it's just you got wind chill. It's just not fun. It's not fun to ride when it's colder than that. I know a lot of people do it, but I don't. What kind of Harley you got? I, now uh, I'm getting I'm distracted. I got a, a twenty eleven uh, Harley Davidson twelve hundred Nightster. What is that? Just so uh, so for it's like real, somebody like me doesn't. I just it's, know a, Har- it's a sportster. Okay. So it's, it's a lot smaller than like the big, you know, cruiser Harleys you used to see, and it's a lot more for kind of like just cruising around town. It's, it's more relatively quick. Muscle bike. It's more of like a. It's just more of a sportier Harley, but it still sounds. Yeah. It still sounds like a Harley. You know, I've got a stage one intake, and I've got an exhaust on it, and it's still oh. got. It's still throaty, but it's yeah. just not. 
It's just not it a big, have, burly Harley it like you. doesn't have the bags or Exactly. Fairy. It's a much smaller than that. It looks a lot smaller. Oh, cool. Well, I, I've always wanted a bike. As soon as it starts raining, I don't have, <laughs> I don't want a bike. As soon as, yeah, I'm the same way. As soon as it gets cold, I don't, yeah. I don't want one. And, and then to go through the hassle of getting a, uh, a license in Washington State to ride it for six weeks out of the year, I just I lose interest really fast. Yeah. But as soon as it gets nice, like right now, I want to Like buy. right now, today. Yeah, yeah I, I actually contemplated riding up here, but I was like, ah, I'll just Harley. All right, back on topic. Um, <laughs> you go to school, and your degree is in? Computer science. Computer science. So that makes you what? What are you? Like now? a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you mean now? Yeah. Um, actually, after, what's... After school, what? After that, school what now. I actually work for a technology company. I'm a pre-sales uh, data center engineer. What does that mean? What is, the, what is the pre pre-sales? So pre-sales means that I actually have a team of sales representatives that I support. So I'm what would be considered an overlay rep. So I'm a specialist. And what the salespeople will do is they would, let's say they would uncover some opportunity with an account. And we, I work with uh, small to mid-sized business accounts. So you could imagine customers anywhere with about 850 employees and less is probably a good number to, to think of for the business sizes. Yeah, those are, that's... That's pretty good. And you sell them software packages. Well, I sell, I actually, I don't actually do any of the selling. Uh, well, oh. not technically. Uh, the salespeople will, let's say, talk to them about some opportunity or project that they have. Oh, uh, okay. And he'll say, well, listen, I've got a enterprise specialist that'll come out. And what I do is I go out and I talk to them about what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and then what I do is talk to them about what our architecture might look like to be built out to almost like a run what they want thing, to. Right? Yeah, very, okay. very consultative type okay. selling. They they say this is what I need to do and this is and you say this is what what works for your yeah. needs. Well and I'll say, hey, here's the best way to do it and then sometimes they'll say, Well, the best way is way too expensive and I'll right. say, Okay, well here's how we can get it done without having to spend this much money also. Okay. Right? okay. So Okay. Well that's kinda of like contractors, you know, same yeah. way. This is what you need to fix the problem, this is what you can limp it along with. Or yeah. it, it's a it'll work for a long time and it's usually that short term expenditure. Yep. But they end up spending more later probably, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I kinda say, hey, here's how you here's how here's what you should do to build it, here's how it would look the best. Um, I also kinda talk about where our technology differs from the competition's technologies. And then I also show them how to actually use our technology. So oh, cool. uh, kinda it's kinda like a hybrid sales and engineering role kinda rolled into one for support. Okay, so that's that's what you do to pay the bills. Yes. Alright, but what do you really do? Well, uh, so what what we're talking about today is the I guess the company that I started called right. cool, cool Nerd Games. Yeah, this is where this is where Jared had his face in the phone the whole time. So, <laughs> and I got every once in a while he'd look up and show me a picture, and it was really incredible. So yeah, was, and then uh, it really intrigued. And let me let me digress just a little bit. I'm the type of person that can't ignore something. <laughs> I know Jared through the Car Club. Okay, so that's one way I know him. Then I know him through my niece, who or my niece's friend, who he's dating. So we've had these interactions. So it's like uh, there's a little bit going on here that I can't ignore. Plus, it's it's like serendipity. You know, it's like you can't really ignore. Like, hey, here's a fish. You want to eat it? I'm not hungry yet, but yes, I want to eat it. So I finally. We finally start linking up yep. and talking about your game, and I mentioned that hey, I got a podcast. Let's promote. Let's do a little bit of cross promotion. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's that's basically that's where we that's what's bringing us here today is to talk about your company and what your company is launching. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Go ahead. So, uh, just know just a little bit more about the company and starting it up. Um, you know, I think you, what you've seen from what we talked about is there's a lot of different things that I do to keep myself busy, right? Right. I've got my car. I've got my Harley. I've got I've got video games that I play. I've got a girlfriend. I'll get upset you know. talking about your car. <laughs> Lots of different things, right? But one of the things that I really enjoy is tabletop games, fantasy games, and, and, and that kind of stuff. So um, really where where the whole idea came from is I was sitting down with a couple of buddies and we were playing one of the games that we enjoy playing, you know, quite frequently. And we got done playing the game. Uh, the, the game is Dominion. Have you ever heard of Dominion? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it, but never played it. So, yeah, it's a deck-building game, and it's a, it's a really fun game. I mean, right. total, like, really fun to play. One of my all-time favorite games, but, you know, when we got done sitting down playing the game, this was a game in particular where uh, there was not a lot of player interaction, right? So we got four people that are playing the game, and even though, I mean, again, it's a really fun game, but everybody is kind of playing solitaire with themselves. And it's almost like a race to who's going to get done first. There's in that game. There's a win condition, right? Once you have so many of a certain item, the uh, game is over, and then whoever has we add things up, and whoever has the most wins, right? Uh, yeah. But there's not really a lot of hey, I'm I'm affecting your gameplay, or I'm affecting my own gameplay. There's not a whole lot of interaction, right? So yeah, it's it's the ultimate game of loners. Yeah, it's fun. Sounds, it's, it's really fun. It though. sounds fun, but. It's like you like you said. It's missing that key element of interacting. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm doing can affect the way you're playing. You're, yeah. It affects your strategy. There's no no effect of the strategy other than you're competing to 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 get the ultimate. You know the the most to, what is it tokens or, or it, yeah points it's, they're or, called victory points. But victory whoever, points. The most you know, points. Whoever gets yep. the, the, so it's like a race to the end. Yep. But without really talking to to the people who are joining you. Yeah. Now there are some cards that allow for the interaction, uh, but again, it's still very limited. It's yeah. not. It's not very immersive in the player interaction. Okay. And you know, I just kind of was sitting down. And I was like, you know, I really like this game, but I think I could make something better. You know, and yeah. this was this was about oh maybe fourteen months ago yeah. or so. And so you know, I started kind of just buying more games and starting to look and just really just almost like researching like. What's this game? What's this? What What do I like about this game? What do I not like about this game? And so what I kind of started doing was just taking all of these different elements from other games and saying, you know, I really like all of this. And if I could take all of that and bring it all into, like, one game, the best it would be awesome, right? It would be yeah. really cool to be able to do. You know, now I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the greatest game of all time or anything like that, but I really took all of the elements from the games that I do enjoy playing and brought all of those similar elements in to, to, to make my game. Okay, so, so it's, I mean, so if somebody was to, like, if they're really a fan of, like, uh, like Magic the Gathering. Ma- Magic the Gathering yeah. or deck-building games like Dominion, this Dominion. is definitely going to be that okay. kind of a, that, that kind of an audience. Any, any fantasy-type tabletop game, I mean, honestly, even people that like Settlers of Catan or, like, Ticket to Ride, games like that, this game's a little bit more immersive than that, and it's a little bit more of a learning curve to be able to pick it up and start than those games. But any player that, or any person that's into those kinds of games could definitely get into this game. Really? Because, yeah. well, you know, I, my, my uh, depth of knowledge towards deck building games probably stops right around 1994 with Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Okay, so that's about it. That's, and I only know about it because I had a five year old niece <laughs> who was 
into it. Uh, uh-huh. She's probably older than that. I was like, let me say about 99 with Pokemon. And um, so I, I I take what you've told me, and I and I kind of have it in my head rattling around. And there's a guy, another coworker, and I, I find out he's really into uh, a Gurukhan. Yep. And he's really into it. And I was like, oh, what? I wonder if there's some correlation. So I talk, start talking to him. And he basically said that he just pretty much just rattled off everything that you just said, but you know, a little bit more nerdier. Um, he's like, he's like, I really like these games, but they uh-huh. they're stale, they're sour, they're they're done. Mm-hmm. They're so they they need some freshness, and it almost sounds mm-hmm. like you have that new freshness to inject into the market. Well, from a deck building perspective, right. there definitely is because from a deck builder's. Not, not that all deck builders play that that way that I explained it, but right. most deck builders really don't have a lot of player interaction. And so I was looking to make a deck building game that was going to create a lot more interaction. And really what this stemmed from is my favorite card game. Now this is a trading card game, so it's not the same thing as a deck builder. Right. But it's called Magic the Gathering. Right. And Magic the Gathering it you know uses a lot of player interaction. I mean, it literally is just spell casting that you're doing back and forth between people, whether it's a multiplayer right. game or whether it's a one-on-one game. And so I took a lot of those elements and added those dueling elements into the deck building. So on top of doing an immersive player interactive build of deck of deck building, after the deck building's finished, then we basically duel each other to kill each other at the end. Ah, fun. This is what I, yeah, this is what I'm going to use to whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And you get yeah. to see the people. It, the cool part is, is that um, they do some deck building on, and playing Magic the Gathering. Right. They do what's called booster drafts. Now, booster drafts, you know, uh, Magic the Gathering has packs of cards. Right. There's 15 cards in a pack. What happens is, is each player brings to the table, let's say there's eight people, they bring three packs of cards. And they open up their pack of cards, and they get to look at all the cards they have. They take one card without anybody's knowledge to what card they've taken, and then they start passing to the right. And you go around the you go keep completely go around the room until all those cards have been taken, open up another pack, go all the way around to the left. And again, all the way around to the right, where each person gets about... Oh, it's kind of just like dealing a deck. Yeah, each person gets about 45 cards. Yeah. And then afterwards, they build a deck out of those cards that nobody has any you know knowledge of what's being built, and then they play each other, right? So there's an element of chance there, too. There's a lot of yeah. chance. There's a lot of chance, especially yeah. in Magic the Gathering, because Magic the Gathering has hundreds of cards that they release, right? right? They have regular, what are called commons, they have uncommons, they have rares, and then they have what's called mythic rares, which are super powerful cards, right? Right. So my game takes all of what would be called mythic rares from Magic the Gathering, and every card is basically a mythic uh, rare. So, so you okay. lose all of those cheap throwaway cards that a lot of people don't really yeah. care about, right? Yeah. Now my game's not a trading card game either, so you're not buying pack after pack after pack after pack to play. My game comes with all the spells the minute that you right that, okay. that you do it. So it's a pl- a basically. Plug and play. Yeah, it's, uh, I think a lot of people call it like a living card game. Um, okay. I, I just I just call it a card, uh, you know, a tabletop game because it uses more than just cards. It's a board now, you're throwing dice. me a tabletop every time you say tabletop. Uh-huh. I, I think of Pac-Man. <laughs> I think Ta- of, tabletop yeah. meaning you have to sit in a in a room setting at a, a right. some playing okay. surface like a card table. with somebody else right. to play. Right. Some people use big. Massive tables with like felt on top of it, right? Like card card table. Some people right. just you know sit down at like dining room table. dining room table, whatever. But it, a tabletop meaning right. that you wouldn't be able to play this without having a playing surface, right? You, if you want to use the floor, I guess you could. But so now you're uh, you're in development on this game. Uh, well, 
yes and no. I mean, the game is basically finished. Okay. The, the, the design of the game, which I, I put together the entire design of the game. Right. Like, it's all my crazy thoughts and thinking or whatever. That portion is basically done. <clears throat> We're about to launch on Kickstarter uh, in about two weeks on September 2nd. Right, which throw, is the day after Labor Day? Throw out where people can find you. I'll, I'll make sure I write it down. I mean, down. they could go. They can go straight to our website, which is just coolnerdgames.com. Okay. Or and they can go in be... September. They can go to Kickstarter and search for Duel of the Magi, and they'll be able to. Duel, okay. All right. Um, I'll make, I'll make sure I include all this in the description and the link cool. and stuff. Yeah, so. I'll send you all the stuff. I can send you the Kickstarter That'd link and awesome. all that stuff. That's going to launch when the Kickstarter September second, the day after Labor Day or Memorial Day. Which one? One of the two. Labor Day. Labor Day. That's right. Memorial Day. Right? I know this this holiday very well because it's usually a holiday that. Circles my birthday, and it's usually because start of school. I've spent more time at school on my birthday. Than, yeah, it's it's a happy and depressing time of the year for me. Oh, now that I'm growing up, I don't not anymore. You don't have to go now. to school, right? Right. Well, still got to go work. That's Lame. True. Yeah, but there's no summer, so it's not the same. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, like summer's so great because you yeah. have all this time off, and then you yeah. like are like, ah, oh, I got to go back to school. Yeah. But when you work, there's no summer, so it's like. Yeah, Every you're right. Every week sucks. That made it extra special. <laughs> this, that's that's really, uh, now you put it that way, it's, it's really depressing. Yeah, there's yeah. no summer. I like vacations. The vacations are cool. I don't mean to buzz kill you there. Nah, but, you it's know. all right. It's okay. It was it's, a lot easier being a kid. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, you, <laughs> hindsight 2020, kids. Enjoy your time now because it just gets harder. Just <laughs> make all the fun choices now. That's what we're getting at. So, okay. Uh, are you going to... Now we have in, uh, the packs. We have the packs of the convention. Yep. And are you going to try to get into that? Are you going to try to display that? <clears throat> so uh, the Penny Card Penny Arcade Expo that's coming out. I've, I actually tried to get in and see if I could get a booth. All the booths for packs are completely sold out. So the only thing that they would let us do is do advertising at packs. So this year packs is, won't happen. But okay. The, the coming up packs that will that will be out uh, next year. Because that happens right just before Christmas, which would be golden for you. Well, we might be able to we might be able to do some advertising. So we're still thinking about doing uh, that. But there's no table space. There's no sponsorship space. They're all totally they're totally out of any any live anything. I think uh, unless you want to spend like fifty grand to take like a whole uh, expo center, I think they have got one of those left. Oh, yo! So you're a whole entire floor. Yeah, they have like a whole floor basically, but um, that so that's what they have left. But I think what we'll end up probably doing is trying to run something in their advertisements or something like that. If this is successful, right? You still have to get still have to get through Kickstarter. If when when is successful? There you go. Well, you know, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be pleasantly optimistic. I I have high hopes for it, but that's because it's mine, you know. And right, right. I think it's great, and we'll see what everybody else thinks. Right. Everybody loves their own kids. Yep. Exactly. Um, there was one more thing I was going to ask you. Uh, here's the us again, everybody. Let's count them how many times I've done it. That's a drinking <laughs> game. We'll turn it into a drinking game. Um, so, yeah, okay, PAX. So PAX is going to happen. Uh, have you thought about taking it on radio circuit? Because like, I know there's a one local <clears throat> DJ in Seattle that's huge into Magic the Gathering. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't actually – I haven't done a whole lot of extra research as far as after Kickstarter, right? Um, because Kickstarter is what everything hinges upon, which is this 30-day. Are you pretty? Are you familiar with Kickstarter? You know how it works. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, as far as like I've only heard of people doing it. Mm-hmm. Like the fund, like they've done some ridiculous stuff. Like oh, one yeah. guy did it just to make potato salad. The potato salad. That is definitely that one. Was that, potato salad. That he wanted ten dollars on Kickstarter for potato salad and ended up getting like what 
It was ten thousand. It was like ten thousand bucks. Okay. And he, he made a big donation with it, so yeah, I think that that's, was cool. That's cool. And it started he, as a joke, I think, and then he didn't yeah. realize he was going to make a bunch of money off of it, and then and, uh, did a big you, donation. So I'm actually thinking about going on there and starting a campaign myself mm-hmm. to get podcasting equipment because I. If, so everybody knows I'm just recording on my iPhone. I want to have something a little bit more professional and has yeah. directional, like uh, omnidirectional mic, a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, a laptop with Pro Tools. Um, I, I would really love to get a uh, Mac Pro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's but that's where I stand on there. Um, as far as like, I've never used it as, but it's always been in the. I've always heard about it. I also heard of Indiegogo, uh, yep. which is. A lot of people use it for like movies and music yep. and um, what's the other one? Uh, I listen to another podcast. I'm a plug, shamelessly plug, uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. He's using it now to yep. fight a lawsuit going on with the, uh, he calls them the patent trolls. Um, there's a company in Texas that's suing him just basically because he's using their patent. Oh. A patent they never developed but they bought. <laughs> they oh, bought it, yeah. So they called them patrols. But anyway, yeah. That's uh, so. That's as far as uh, my my a my expertise upon uh, like uh, crowdfunding, Kickstar- yeah, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for your listeners to explain to them what Kickstarter is, it's essentially a crowdfunding website. And the way that it works is somebody will go onto this site and explain to them what their project is. It doesn't have to be a game. It could be anything, like you were mentioning, possibly to get podcasting equipment or something like that. Right. And you basically go up and say, hey, here's how much money I need to raise. And you basically walk them through what your project is or what you're trying to do. And you say, for them to pledge money to you. In exchange for pledging, you'll give them oh, right. some special reward uh, or something, right? Like a t-shirt or a t-shirt, hat. A t-shirt, hat, something like that, right? Uh, a signed dirty napkin, exactly. stuff like that. Now, the cool thing about this, though, is, is that if you don't reach the funding goal, those people that made that pledge aren't they're not required to give you any amount of that money. So it's it's an all or nothing type goal. So if you meet your goal, they've uh, agreed to no, make a pledge or, do, or donation of this amount of money. You have a timeline, right? That you can do anywhere from I think 15 days all the way up to uh, 60 days if you want to do can it. Can you do it like almost like almost like a pledge drive? That's all like it's almost what it is. It's yeah, a, it's a pledge like drive. A, like an online marathon. There not you marathon. go. Yeah, like like hey, it's Jerry's kids. Um Pledgeathon, yeah, the, where yeah. you know you got. By this time, I want to hit this point, and if we don't hit that point, we're done. Exactly. But then, if you hit that point, then can we? Can you keep yes. going? So, so basically, let's say you reach your funding goal. Right. At that point, every at the end of the campaign, so you might reach that goal in the first couple of days, which is very, very possible. It happens all the time. But you reach that goal. Let's just say that the goal ends, and you met that exactly the amount of money that you've pledged to raise. All of those pledgers will then give you that money that they've pledged, and okay. then you can go and do the things that you're going to do okay. as long as you deliver. You know your your. So basically, there's there's like a hold on their credit card or something like that. That once they, they hit... use what's called Amazon payments to okay. do it. But yeah, right. Amazon payments basically escrows the money uh, uh, for them. But again, they don't even charge them the money until until it the hits campaign's it. done. Right. Now, let's say, for instance, let's say there's a um, a funding goal of of like my, my funding goal is forty five thousand dollars. That's what we have to raise. If we meet $45,000 in the first day, that still gives us, we're running a little bit longer than a 30-day campaign. So that gives us another, you know, 35, 36 days to continue to raise money. So what people do to continue to help to make those funds continue to go up is they do what are called stretch goals. Okay. So then they choose other monetary amounts. Let's say, for instance, we've got our first stretch goal at 50000 We have another one at 55000 
We have one at 90,000. We have stretch goals that go all the way up to half a million. Right. And then we have some really f special stretch goals that go every 25,000 after half a million to keep going up. And if we reach those numbers, then what we do is we add something else into what we're doing to get people involved right. in telling their friends about it or telling everybody else about it so you can continue to raise money it's, for it's, the fund. It's genius to me. It's yeah. it's the best way because you're utilizing the probably the best market there is out there, which is the internet. Yep. The best marketer out there, you know. Because once something catches fire, you can't put it out. Right. Momentum is yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's just... and. Even on bad publicity is great publicity on the internet oh, yeah. because it would, you, once you're talking about it, it's too late. It's done. It's out there. You you can't shut it up unless it fizzles. I mean, unless right. it's like a flash in a pan, like whoosh, right. like a like a like a like we were to fill this table full of black powder and just set a match to it. It'd be done. It'd be great and spectacular, mm -hmm. but it'd be done. So uh, okay, that's uh, people go to your Kickstarter campaign. What do they get? Well, for their donation. No, so uh, basically what we have is I have a couple of different funding goals. So we have a total of about 11 funding goals in, in total, but they're, a lot of them are very similar. We have a funding goal for a dollar, where if they just pledge one dollar, what they'll do is every time that we release out an update, and we'll do a basically almost a daily update with the project, they'll get all of those updates as we send them oh, out. Oh, via like email? It's all via okay. email. So they get to keep up with what we're doing as we go through the, oh. the progress. And that's only for a dollar. And then uh, Brent, my, my partner and I, what we're going to do at the end of the campaign, if it's successful, we're going to do a thank you video. And every person that pledges even a dollar, we're going to say their name on camera. And we've got some special stuff that we're going to do, but I, I can't really tell you about it. But no, that's it's, fine. Because it's part of a stretch goal. But we've got a special thank you video we're going to do. And anybody that even pledges a dollar, we get to you, thank them. You're going to do like the... Uh Red Hot Chili Peppers and just get there with the cock sock on it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the, again, that, that jives into some of the uh, stretch goals that we've got set up. So we've got some cool stuff with that thank you video that we're going to do. Oh, well, that, oh, that was just a joke. I wouldn't, if that's just scratch that. Everybody <laughs> you heard that just in case it happens. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, so that's a dollar. Uh, for nine dollars, we're going to give every backer that pledges nine dollars a free copy of a print and play version of the game. So once the game is actually complete and we have all of the artwork and all of the design and everything done, instead of sending them a game, we're going to send them a print-and-play version where they can oh. go and print it out themselves. You know, on whatever stock. Whatever kind of stock yeah, they want, cool. right? They can use their printer. They can do it in black and white. You know, they can do whatever they want. And they can print it as many times as they want. They can print it as many times as they yeah, want. So it, right? it's kind of like they have their own copy. Yeah. Now the difference is, is that if they wanted to do like a professional quality, like we're going to do for the actual game. That's all expensive. I know because I had to make 10 prototypes. So we made 10 prototypes, and the prototypes that we made are cards, the dice, yeah. all that. And we didn't even make a game board. We actually took uh, two, two large sheets of paper and laminated them together. I saw that. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's work. It's functioning. It's not the same as a game board, no. but it's still functioning. But the downside is that actually making professional quality prototypes like that costs us $100 per prototype to make And you had to make how many? We made 10 of them. Wow. Yeah, we made 10 prototypes to And this to, is to all this. out of your pocket. Yeah. yeah and well, it's 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 60% it's, of my pocket and 40% of my partner's pocket. Yeah, so. That means you make more money than he does. Well, yeah, or. well, eventually, <laughs> if, if there's any money that's to be made. But that'll happen in retail sales and not, not from the actual Kickstarter. All right, go back um, just really quick. I want to um, – on CoolNerdGames.com, that, yep. that was – was that – in uh, the inception of that, was that – The inception of the company was when – I actually sent this, I, I wrote down the rules, I wrote everything down, I finally actually 
put down stuff on paper of what of this game, uh, okay. and that was probably about nine months after I'd even been writing down, just doing research and doing all that. So I made this game, and I've got some buddies that I play these kinds of games with right. all the time. And so I emailed all of them and said, hey guys, you know, I, I just I just put this together. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I just thought it was a really cool idea. Take a look and read through it. And one of my buddies called me about an hour later, and he's like, dude, this sounds awesome. Right. Like, I want to be a part of this. You know, do you want a partner? And uh, I, I said, yeah, absolutely. And so... We kind of sat down and figured out a division of labor, what what okay. would be done for our company, and then I was like, well, we need to make a company name, okay. and so then we kind of, I chose Cool Nerd Games. Um, it, it's it's got a little bit of meaning behind it. It's it's there's two there's there's two things about it, right? The first is there's all these games that people would just deem nerdy, Magic the Gathering, yeah. Dominion, all these games. They all they have this big. Are around people like oh nerd games right? right? Well, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I I've learned as I've grown up and as I've gotten older that what what is what does it mean to be cool? It's not what other people think. I think being cool is being who you are, being yeah. yourself, being in, being in, you. In the face of right, of, but not caring, not, yeah, not yeah, caring what like, anybody else thinks. Like yeah. I'm me, and you can accept me for who I am or not. Right, right. And I think that's what makes somebody cool. And so that's that's kind of Not, what our it's it's it, it's in the opposite of trying to fit in. You're, exactly, you either accept me or you don't. Well, and it's I'm it's something that people that are young don't learn until they get older, yeah. and then they learn like it's cool to be yourself because right. that's what makes all of us different, right. Right? right? So that's that's really where our company name came from. That's why we call it Cool Nerd Games because we're making games that are nerd games, but I think we're we're cool. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's kind of where it came from. So anyway, so we. We sat down to the division of labor, and that was when we decided we were going to. So, make the would would your official title be CEO? Um, so we're All both right. we're both co-owners. Co-owners. Um, basically, I, I mean honestly, when we talked about doing a, a division of both financials and of division of labor, I told him I would do hey I, I would do fifty fifty with you if you want, and I was like, but I still want to have the ultimate say in everything, right. and I didn't think that would be fair to split fifty fifty with him if he was spending the same amount of money that I was, and, then just and over, he basically I basically could tell him yes or no on everything. You're just gonna pay for my ideas. Like, yeah, there you yeah. go. So we set it up with 60, 60 40 and I basically handle um, all of the PR, all of the marketing. I actually make the final decision on how this is going to go, what we're going to do, the direction that the company is going to go in. He handles being kind of like my devil's advocate. He, right. you know, I, I told him this. I was like, this is really what I need you for is I'm going to think all of my ideas are great. So I need somebody to tell me, like, you're being an idiot. Oh, right. <laughs> like, this yeah. is a stupid idea. So well, you, you pretty much can tell. Uh, well, unless you got a yes man, uh, when you start pitching something, it sounds great in your head. Yeah. And then when they start listening, you can look, you can see it on his face. Like, oh, it's not going to work, is it? Yeah, exactly. And that's good. That's good that you have that kind of person with you. It keeps you kind of... He keeps me grounded. You know, he's he's really that. He's, yeah. that person. he's very meticulous. And, like, when and if you meet him, he we're very similar, but at the same time, our, our methodologies of thinking are totally different. And I, I think it's important that I had somebody like that to partner with. If I had somebody just like me that's really energetic and, and just big, let's go do this, you let's guys awesome, would be we would be all other. over the place, yeah. right? We'd be fighting. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't work, right? So I thought it was, when he was a person that came to me and asked if I wanted to partner, I was like, absolutely. So I handle, like I said, all of the, all of the main ideas. Uh, I, I choose what ideas we roll with. But his job is to be my devil's advocate, you know. And I told him, I said, "Hey, listen, nine out of ten times, I'm going to tell you no. But it's that one out of ten, whatever idea you bring, 
that's what that's what I need you for, right? Um, and then he actually handles all of the product fulfillment. He handles all of the shipping, all of the logistics, everything of getting our product once it's created to wherever we want to get it. Okay, so okay, all right. So he's the, you know, once once it's done, he basically he's the one that's going to get it in the stores. Exactly. Uh, get it in people's hands. He's the one that's going to do the actual delivery. Now, yeah. I think we're both uh, we're both going to probably do you know if 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 we end up having a, reading, reaching our funding goal to make the number of games that we need to do a minimum order, we're going to still all re- both be reaching out to retailers and, and get them to, to right. pick up copies of our game and that right. stuff. But um, um, that's how we decided to split it, right? So, um, and then from a profitability standpoint, the what, how much money we raise? Even if we raised a million dollars, that million dollars is going to go into more copies of the game, making the game a better game. Any profits that we make will be from retail sales okay. of, of the game. So uh, we're not just you know hoping to raise a bunch of money and then make a bunch of money off of the Kickstarter. That's not really what it's designed for. Yeah, that's it's designed a little to fraud- make the game. Yeah, that's a little fraudulent. If you yeah, it's, that, it's designed yeah. to make the game. And then right. if we you know if we sell a bunch of retail copies, great. You know well, then we'll make money that way. But any profits that we make um, of after we do retail sales. Um, he gets forty percent of that profit, and I get sixty percent of that now, profit. Can you honestly see yourself doing this forever? I mean, this be like what you would do for your living? I would love to. I would love to never have to. Not that I don't love my job. My job that I do is awesome. It's a great job. But yeah. If I didn't have to work for anybody, hell yeah, I don't ever want to. Well, you work again. for yourself. Well, but that's this isn't work. Yeah, this yeah. is like this is what I do as. As free time, this is like I love doing stuff like this, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. When me and my buddies get together, we're all over the country now uh, because we all do what I do. We all have different jobs all over the country. But when we get together, this is what we do: we play games. You like know this. what better way though to get it really marketed is being sp- spread out. That's actually yeah. pretty cool too. He's down in Houston, and I'm here in Seattle, and then we've got all our buddies still in Oklahoma City, and yeah, I got friends nice. in Minnesota, and I mean I got friends all over that that know about this. So nice. And well, you know, and that, that it's almost like the. Uh, they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, you know, and yep. so on and so on. That's an old commercial. Sorry, I'm old, guys. <laughs> um, that's really cool, man. I'm excited for you. Uh, it also sounds like you have. It's. I try to align myself with people who are why nots yeah. instead of why. Why do you want to do that? I mean, I, if I have an idea and I say something, they're like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. You know. So it sounds like that sounds like 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 you almost. Or at the verge of something great. Well, you're at the verge of something great, but you just—it's like the, when it, you'll see how it goes once yep. once you set the uh, match to the fuse. Uh, well, I'm a firm believer, just like you said, of the why not. Also, like I, I'm of the belief that if I'm going to do something, I want to do it all in. I want to do it right, right, all the way. You know, I don't want to cut corners. I don't want to. I don't want to half-ass it. You know, I want to go all the way and and achieve whatever it is. So, right. And and I think it, you'll see that when you see the game. We did. We went really. We went way out. Because nobody's ever. I mean, even if let's let's say you know worst case scenario, you it falls on his face. You did it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You yeah. I, I could stand proud and say, hey man, I did that. I don't want to be. I don't want to look back in fifteen years and say, you know what? I had this cool idea, and I never did anything with it. Right. You know, because then you question yourself. You they, they they call that the lament in life. What if? Mm-hmm. What if? What if? I, I I mean I catch myself from doing that from time to time, yeah. and I'm done doing that. It's uh, it's you you can't question. It's question why not? Just question how come you're not doing it now? Right. Just keep going. You know, if you have an idea. And then just leave the naysayers behind. If they're gonna, right. you know, uh, be like, "Well, that's stupid." Well, they're not. That that's not your crowd. Right. Exactly. You know, um, they're gonna be where they're at in ten years, and you're not. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you're going to be further on than them. And, you know, that there's a purpose for them. But I'm not going to discount anybody because we need people to do service and we need people to mm-hmm. basically fill your shipping containers full of your game. Mm-hmm. So those people are very needed in our society, but they're not they're not conducive to that atmosphere of, mm-hmm. hey, man, we have something to do. We, you know, you see a need, fill a need. You know, uh, that's a robots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. From the movie Robots. But, um, uh, well, I think, let's see how much time we got. Wow, we've gone 40 minutes. I don't know if we got any more gas in the tank, but that's about about how much I usually go, about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And that's with two other people we've actually filled. Is there anything you want to add to it? No, I think uh, I think that that's pretty good. I think it talks about, you know, what, what would be important. Hopefully it gives people enough information about what it is and... I'm excited. Game. I'm actually. I'm not really a board game player, but I've, I've, I'd be willing to sit down and, and give this a whirl. This is definitely not. You know, this isn't Monopoly. No, you know, you're not going to sit down Monopoly and figure sucks. out how to. Well, you're not going to figure out how to Boring. play in 15 minutes. There's actually we've got three variations to the game where, for somebody that's never played a game like this before, See, I, I kind of wish my son was here because he he's a cool nerd. <laughs> he is really. I like. I might plug my son. This is Keegan. Uh, uh, my boy, he's definitely a unique individual, and he does not like. For example, we just did the uh, the uh, ALS bucket challenge, yep. ice bucket challenge, and he's like, "No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not a. I'm not a lemming." And he's de- definitely a person that picks his own path, and uh, that's why he's not here today because he's he's 14 and he's picking his own path right now. There you so, go. Yeah. So anyway, I, I wish he was here because um, uh, he would definitely, he would have some, <coughs> oh, that's another thing. That's just something popped in my head. Now, given in the, the the day and age we're in right now, is there something that, like, an, would you develop an app for this game too? Well. Is it, is that, or is that not, is that no, too well, far No, no, that's not, that's not out of the realm at all. So, I mean, the, the game is designed for two to four players, so. If there's two to four players that were online, we could definitely create a web app that could make this card like an e-card game. There's definitely apps like that that exist, oh. and that's something that we will look into doing if this part of the project is successful. You know, um, there's a there's a saying right now that you know tabletop games are coming back, and it's that there's been this video games have held so much of the the entertainment market right. for so long. That a lot of games, not that there's not cool games out there, but there's a lot of dilution in those games. Right. A lot of dilution in video games. And what happens on video games? Here's the difference. You might play a lot, I play lots of online video games, and you meet a lot of people that you play with online, but they live in other different parts of the country. Right. 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 So you never get to see these people, you never get to hang out with these people, you don't have that close to home social interaction that you get from doing things in person right you and don't yeah either have a, a party at your house with it or you go out to a, uh, a cafe yeah there's one like called cafe mox i go down to cafe yeah. mox all the time and you know that place is cool because they got food and drink you can drink beer and eat and play games there, there right? used to be a place in capitol hill that Bauhaus now uh, occupies it was a nerd game yep. bar like that they're no longer there but still there's places like that where you get together. And you're not. You can't share germs uh, uh, <laughs> through the internet. You can't. You can't. So, no, you can't sit down. And there's. It's just something about even being face to face with somebody. And there, there's. 
having games that are bring people together. It's just a it's a you different can, kind of camaraderie. You can hear their you can hear them on there. You, you mm-hmm. but you can't see their affect. When yeah. you actually when I you know you throw down a card that's going to devastate them, it's like it's it's yeah. satisfying to see that the wince on their face. It's like oh I can't believe you did that, and you know to kind of see them get upset. It's not you know not not going to kill yeah. you, but at least let's not hope they yeah. won't. But um, it's kind of fun. I, 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 you know, I played. Uh, you know, I think Risk. I uh-huh. played, well, Risk is a great on, game. Risk just takes seven hours. That's all. Uh, we played it for thirty-seven <laughs> hours, before, man. That's that that's was... that's one thing about this game is that it's it takes a little while to set up, but you know, sixty to ninety minutes is about as long as one game is going to take. You know, and uh, it's not going to be a three or four hour investment unless you decide you want to play right, right. three or four times. Right. No, it, it sounds a little bit more. It's like. Kind of another game I grew up on was uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh it's yeah, this not, is this yeah. is straight out of that book. This yeah. is straight out of that book. Wizards and, and by the, by the way, when you guys see this Kickstarter campaign, the graphics are amazing. It is, I am I am a fantasy, uh, like art geek man. I love that you know the wizards and then the the the, the covers of D and G D and D and the uh, the you know the the um, Oh, what's the name of that book? And now here I'm geeking out, and I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, the Hobbit, uh-huh. you know that kind of stuff, and that, that that falls in line with with that, and it's it's pretty cool. You guys are gonna be impressed. Well, that that's actually uh, a really cool thing that happened. Is you know when I first thought about this game, that was one thing that I was very adamant about. Was you know a lot of people will do kickstarters, and they may not have high quality artwork or high quality graphic design. I mean really good right. quality, right? Because they're first time producers and they're just trying to do they're just trying to get it out there, right? And I want to get my project out there also, but at the same time like we talked about earlier, I'm not a believer of I, I'm gonna cut this short so that I can make it happen. I I wanted to go all out and get a really, really good artwork and really good graphic designer. I actually have one of my best friends from high school is a graphic designer and I called him and uh, we, we actually made a little bit of an agreement. So for all of the design work, he wanted about eight thousand dollars to do all of it, which is that's a really good deal for what yeah, for, for what they I, do. Once you're out, you're done with them. You're done with them. Exactly. And it costs so you eight grand. We made it. We made a deal where we would do it for four thousand instead of eight thousand. So on top of an already really good deal, now, he's doing he it for half. Little, is he doing it something on so the here, back? So what we what we've end. agreed to is one percent of all of the money that we earn on Kickstarter, we're going to give him 1% of that. Oh, so cool. let's say we raise $2 million, which is definitely a possibility. I'm not saying this is going to. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Doing that podcast I was telling you about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. like right now. Like we're doing the podcast right now. Oh, no worries. No worries. It's, we gave my, you it's good, really nice out, Gave man. you a good plug. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 didn't talk about your, I didn't talk about the sandwich shop yet, but nice. I told him about it before. It's uh, Really quick. Know. Really quick, let me interrupt here. We're talking with, uh, what's your name? Luis Rodriguez. Luis Rodriguez. He's the owner here at uh, the station at, in Beacon Hill. Now, this is the second time I've been here doing a podcast. I did it once uh, later last year. Uh, it's uh, from the Coffee Shop Podcast. Matter of fact, I think you made me my coffee, which I raved about. It's the uh, Mexicano. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, man. That was amazing. <laughs> I still, I kept talking about it uh, over and over again. But, yeah, uh, and that's... Uh, Jared just happens to live here, and when he said he lived up in this area, I was like, oh, I know the perfect full spot, uh, the station. So, yeah, thanks for having a good spot. Oh, thank you for Yeah, and, uh, like, uh, I think I did mention it. Is this, 
if you get up here into the station to, to, to my listeners, uh, it is unassumingly large. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a there's a lot going on here with a lot little spaces. It's a very big area. It feels large with not a lot of square footage. If I'm saying that right, is it is it is it is definitely it's almost like a maze. Well, and it's yeah. the thing is, is a lot of people walk into the front and you think that's all. Of yeah. It. That's it, right? And it's small at the actual coffee shop, but then you come outside and you got all of this. This backyard, this little courtyard area, which is really great. It's really great. Thank you so much. Thanks for supporting, guys. Uh, all right, that's man. That's what we do, man. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. uh, I was talking about the graphic design and the, and the right. artwork. So um, he, we made a deal, uh, 1% of everything that we are. Now, you know, there's projects that have done multiple millions of dollars on, on games. So let's say we raise $2 million, which is not out of the question. Uh, again, I'm not saying we're going to overfund. Right? Our goal is forty five grand, but... If we raised $2 million on top of the 4000 that we're paying him, we paid him $2,000 now to do all the upfront work, all the extra work that he has to do if the game is produced, we're giving him another $2,000, plus 1% of everything that we fund over the original goal. Because that's money not out of your pocket, really. I mean, it is, but it's not. Well, it's yeah. it's money that we'd have to spend anyways. Right. That we're, we basically gave him incentive, right? Right. So rather than just saying, hey, you're only going to make $8,000, even if we raise $5 million, you're only going to get $8,000, I said, hey, let's just do it this way. This was his idea. I was like, hey, let's do four thousand and then one percent well, of everything that, that it that works. We yeah, raise. it works. It all, it's all beneficial because his incentive is to get people to go to that Kickstarter program oh, and, yeah. and and to donate money to the cause because uh-huh. all the money that they donate, <coughs> he gets. You know, mm-hmm. he gets a chunk of. He gets his. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he gets his beak wet. Yeah. Now he's just the graphic designer. He's not my artist. So oh, he's I, a, okay. I went and got on. Have you ever heard of Deviant Art? Uh, no, but. So, it's You're a, tell me it's, about it. Yeah, so it's a website where basically people post their artwork, right? They right. sell oh, prints. Okay. They, they do all this there. And I happen to just be kind of – I was just go, searching through stuff, and I passed by a couple of images from the same person, and I was like, wow, that guy is awesome. So I sent him a message, and uh, basically we have an agreement that every piece of artwork that he does, it's 300 bucks per piece. And I, try, I tried to offer him the kind of the same thing, like, hey, do you want to maybe do he's like, no. a, a little bit of a discount and maybe incentive? He goes, dude, nah, just – $300 for a piece of artwork. Now, there's a total of 48 different cards in my in my game. So if you do the math, it's $18,000 that he wants <laughs> for all the artwork. So that's where, that, I mean, that's yeah. half of our funding goal right. is just to cover the artwork to be able to do this. But that pays a testament to this guy is so good. And you've seen it. You know, the artwork is phenomenal. But I think we've got enough artwork. We've done um, a total of eight cards already. Right. So we've done eight pieces of artwork that we're using for the game to show people the artwork, and it's that. And on top, we just saw the game board. We did the game board also. So he did that. He did. All, he's no, done he, all of it. He done he, all his artwork is done on a tablet. Yeah. Uh, you or know, on a he light table. he does he does something. He does it really. It's crazy actually. What he'll do is I'll kind of give him an idea of what I want, and I'm pretty vague with the idea. I don't right. you know I don't want to be real prescriptive and say hey you have to do it this way right because he's an artist he's way more talented than I could even think up what something would look like right so I just kind of give him an idea of what I want and he goes and he goes and does a couple sketches and of the sketches he'll send me the sketches you know they're really rough real you right, know right, just right. better drawing than I could do and it's just a sketch right right he sends me the sketch and I basically say this is the sketch that I like then he goes back in and like really finds up the lines and okay. draws everything in okay. 
And as long as I'm cool with it, then he goes and takes it and colors it all in and does everything. So I think cool. he uses I think he uses a lot of stuff in Photoshop, but I'm okay. not really sure. I think he does use a tablet. It's, and, it's amazing. I've, I've tried to draw on a computer years ago, and it's nowhere near it's, yeah. uh, what it's like now. You can pretty much... You, I think my son actually reads a comic book that's done all on yeah. the computer. This guy's phenomenal, so yeah. I, I think he does most of it online. That's cool, man. That's really cool. And that you know, at, at some like like you tried to offer him the incentive thing. When some people just don't, they're not. Uh, well, you got to think. There's a lot of risk there for even a designer or an artist, right? Because they have to do the work no matter what, right. right? I mean, they they either can do the work and take a gamble, or or not do the work, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Not that my time's not valuable. I spend a lot of time developing and, right, and right, making right. the game, but. Oh, that's just an idea. He right? wants, their yeah. stuff is actual tangible right. stuff that has to be there. Right. So I think it's they just want to be paid for what they right, do. Right, right, right. That's, their, it, that's what they do for a living. It's not a promise of something that may or right. may. It's like, yeah, it's a gamble. This way he's paid up front and he's done. He doesn't have exactly. to worry about it or lament about it. But well, and again, it's not, I mean, you got to think about it. It's going to take, he told me it's going to take him three months. It's going to take him three months to do wow. all of the artwork. And of that, of that artwork, that's that's, made myself that's about eighteen thousand dollars that he can make in three months. So I mean, essentially, you know, even though he's we're going to contract him out to do that much work, that's only a, a quarter of a year. So you take into account what he would charge somebody else if he can do work like that. You know, you're looking at that's eighty thousand dollars a year that he can make just doing artwork, freelance work. That might not even be yeah. what he does during. Yeah, where's he located side. in the country? Where's uh, he at? So I think he's in Canada. We've talked a few times, and I think he's up in Canada, but he's kind of. It's He's kind of cryptic about it. I don't know. He might be in some like third world country that have you that, skyped with you know, him? That, have you skyped? No, him? we've not skyped. We've done all over email, but uh, uh, he he does have a Skype. I've only texted him on Skype, but I'm uh, not actually talked with him. But you know, it's very possible he works for. He lives in some you know communist country, and if they found out that he was doing all this work, they might be offing him or something. Uh, you know, maybe. But, I think he's in Canada, so. <laughs> uh, or he could be in the Philippines, where three hundred bucks is like a year's salary or whatever. You it, know. That's very possible, also. It, you know, here's a good. You know, if if his time is closer to your your time, you know, he's at least in the same hemisphere yep. as you are. You know. Well, within, but see, within that's hours. the other thing. Sometimes he messages me at like three a.m. As an artist, though. Well, that's the other thing, and I've <laughs> I've definitely learned that. I've got so I've got a graphic designer, I've got a artist, and I've got a video editor. And all three of them were crazy late hours. Like it's, it's crazy that like art, like artisan designers and video editors, they're so. This they're is when so they gifted. get out of bed. Well, they're so gifted at the things that they do, but their schedules are different than yeah. than our schedules. Like you know, I'm a really organized person, and I've learned that you can't tell an artist or a designer or a video editor on you know what like, at the very latest that I needed is like three weeks, right? But I want it in a week. They're not going to get it done in a week. They're going to get it done in three weeks because, because that's the date that it has to be done, right? That's what you, you basically set the, the the secondary timeline. Exactly, so and that's their timeline. Yeah. And again, they're they're just they're they're so gifted at a lot of other things that sometimes they don't necessarily focus their 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 commitment on. I, know, I have that same. Time, right? I have that same mentality. If you give me an ult, uh, a secondary timeline, I'm always going to hit that secondary timeline. Not not the time that you want, right? No, because yep. why why what's the incentive for me to? If you need it tomorrow, then yeah. I, I, I tell me I need it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, but, and I reached out to my artist and I said that to him. I was like, hey, you know, this is how many spells I'm going to have. How long will it take you to finish? And I was like, and, 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 don't don't tell me that you'll do it in a month if it's only if it's going to take you longer than that. How much time do you really need? And he basically said three months. And, and I said, okay. Oh, and so he told me, he's like, if, if you're going to hire me to do all of that work, I won't do anything else for the, that three months but it's going to take me three months to do all of it so yeah use it up front money or you pay them as you get them I, it, what the way that we do it is we do it 
per piece, and I give him half of the money up front, right. and then he does the whole thing, and then I give him the other half so of the money. So you seed it, and then you... Seed it, and then yeah. pay for the finished cool. part of the product, and then man. he moves on, so... You know, good for you, man. I gotta say, I was just like, to take on this endeavor, uh, endeavor is just... Is beyond my comprehension, really. I mean, I'm you're inspiring me to do something <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, but as uh, you know, I'm turning 44 pretty soon, and it's really hard to change your tracks. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, but it's really hard. Well, there's a but, lot of people that want to be like game designers, for instance, right? And there's really yeah. two. There's two ways you could go about it. You could do it yourself. Or you could get somebody to pick up your idea and then go and make it, right? And then give you, like, a royalty for the, right, for right, the idea. Right. You know, I can say that in hindsight, this is a lot of work. Like, there oh, is so much work that you have to do that you... When I first thought this up, I did, had no idea the amount of work that you have to put in to, to, get, to get it to be done. Now, granted, now that we've gone and done it, it feels great to know that we're ready to do this. It's ready to go on right. Kickstarter. You know, in hindsight, though, it, I could tell somebody legitimately, like, if you don't feel like you can commit all of your free time to doing this, they shouldn't go and try and do this. No. Because it's a lot of work. A yeah. lot. They That's should. usually what ends up killing a lot of dreams, too. It's mm-hmm. like, once you find out, it's like, oh. It's almost like, you know, are you for real? Mm-hmm. Once you decide you're going to do this and you find out how much it's going to take. Because if you knew going in it was going to take this much time and as much energy and money... Uh-huh. Would you jump into this endeavor? I, mean, or I still you, would. I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person where I wouldn't want to give this to somebody else because as soon as you sell the rights to somebody, they have the they have the ability to go do anything that they want with yeah, it. Yeah, right? It's and almost I, like selling a script on Hollywood, then they'd change it. Totally cut it up. Well, they could do anything else they wanted with it. Now, we've Brent and I have actually already thought of expansions that we want to add on to, to this initial game, right? Again, the game is going to be all-inclusive as, as it is. But the first expansion that we're going to release is a co-op expansion. So rather than the players trying to kill each other, they're going to be working together to kill a, a, a large raid boss. So it's going to oh. be a co-op game as the first expansion. And again, if we sold the rights to somebody else, they would never have they would never have to do that. They could do anything they want with yeah. it, right? Right. Um, that sounds kind of cool. I would have never thought about having like where you could work together. To uh-huh. I just always thought it was like a like a rival like, where you basically are all against all. Yeah. Or can you? Can you actually do that where you would team up with another player? So uh, that, that's another part of our, our rules. We have a couple of different game variations okay. that they can do. So we've got one where they work collectively together, so two versus two, where they play each other. Um, and then basically each person still has their standard 20 life, but it's two people versus two people. So the first person that dies, one person's by themselves versus two other players. Because I just thought about, yeah, oh, okay, oh, that just uh, caught me by surprise. Yeah. Now, Yeah, because I, I thought about, well... Could you make alliances and then betray them? So that's part of this game. So is this it? is all. So even uh, before so there's a co-op. More, more interesting so game. even though there's, this is a co-op game, a big portion of the game is that at the very start of the game, each person rolls a dice to figure out who they have to target, and you have to kill the one of the people. There's some there's ways around it because that's how the whole game works. But you essentially have to only target one player to start. And you have, there's, you know, there's a bunch of cards that break those rules or that give you the ability to change against everybody else. But a big part of this game is very political. It's your job to survive, basically, until the end. So if you have to make a deal with somebody, hey, I won't kill this creature. If you'll do this, that, hey, go for it. So part of this game uh. is not just building a deck and building the best decks that you can kill everybody, a really big part of it is is working together with the other guys and making packs and negotiations uh, to keep yourself alive. And then you could 
betray that. Well, you could, but if you betray that person, then, yeah, yeah. you know, then it's real hard to make a negotiation with somebody else because then they're like, no, 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 you backstabbed yeah. that guy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. working it's with you, you know? Like uh, some of the reality type shows. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool, man. I'm really happy that uh, we actually got the time to sit down and talk about it because other than what I learned a few months ago, I mean, I'm way more enlightened now than I was. Yeah. I just thought it was like more like the Magic Gathering or you know deck building, a deck building, card trading type of game. Now I have a lot more. I can go out and pimp it for you. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go on there myself. I don't know if I'll donate a dollar. I'll probably put in. More <laughs> I'm not that cheap. I am cheap, but I'm not that. Well, cheap. oh, you know, we did. I don't think we covered that. We didn't get through all of the different. The different oh right, right. Okay, goals. there's so two that, that are really important. The first one. We covered the one dollar and the nine dollar. The real stretch or the real funding level is for forty nine dollars. For forty nine dollars, they're going to get a copy of the game and they're going to get any stretch goals that come out, including the print and play when it comes out. And then that forty nine dollars includes not only a copy of the game but it includes shipping to to them in the United States, and Canada, really and in Europe. That's really good because I mean to. New games that come out are usually really expensive. Yeah, well, it's $34 for the game, and then yeah. we include $15 of shipping. So yeah. $49 is their pledge. For $49, bucks, they get that's the game. That's not bad. Yeah, no, it's, it, that's, we're that's going to MSRP really the game at $55. Bucks. So they're getting, even with shipping, they're getting the game on Kickstarter for less than they would buy it when they get it in the stores. And they get it shipped to them. You know, let's say somebody orders off of Amazon. Maybe they're not using Amazon Prime or something like right. that. You know, they're going to pay 50 bucks for the game, and right. then they're going to pay, pay shipping, shipping to wherever they need it yeah. also. So, you know, they might spend 65, 70 bucks to get it to them, where we're going to do it for 49 bucks, give them the game earlier than anybody else is going to get it before it even goes into stores. And, you know, then they get to be a part of all the cool stretch goals and stuff, too. So, that's neat. What if somebody goes sick and just gives you like a thousand bucks? Okay, so there's, there's, there's two more funding levels. There's two more main funding levels. There's one that they can do for 250 bucks. And for $250, they're going to get a copy of the game, and they get to help us choose the artwork for one of the spells. Oh, cool. So we've got about we've got 30 funding levels where they basically are going to get to sign up and choose that they want this funding All level. Right, so now you're going to have like... We've got a, a running like list. A, like we've got a, a running list like where multiple, they'll be able to see what spell it is. A multiple choice, and then it'll be yep. like a... They, they have to... Like, is it going to be like a boat? Like, uh, no, no, no. It'll be basically they spend 250 bucks. In the $250, there's five different levels that are the different types of spells. They choose that different type of spell, and as soon as they make their pledge, they can send us a message and say, here's the spell that I want. And then we've got a, a running Google Doc that will block out that spell, and we'll put their name on it. So as long as they go through and actually hit their funding goal, and as long as their their money goes through when the game is successfully funded, they get to help us to pick the artwork cool, for that spell. Then, then the final goal, the final one that you, that you said, $1,000, we actually have one for 1750 and for seventeen fifty, uh, there's only five of these. They get to choose artwork for this for one of the spells. They get two copies of the game, and then it will give them a round trip ticket from anywhere within the United States, a major airport, to fly out to Seattle for one day. And we're going to sit around. They're going to get to play with the creators, myself and Brent. We're going to play the whole game with them all day when they come out to hang out with us. And then one of those five people, we're going to give them the original prototype, the the, the prototype oh. that I made to make the game. I'm going to sign it, and that one of those five people will get to walk away with that prototype. Oh, cool. So kind of cool. a one-of-a-kind item. So you have five five of those funded, five of those available, but you were, you're... So it's basically the first five people to donate that much money. If they donate that much money. No, donate. you know, I'm not saying somebody will, but, you know, hey, there's... there's you never know, Especially man. when the game gets... If it gets really big, because when the stuff gets really big, people want to be a part of it, right? Yeah. That's, that's part of Kickstarter, too, is a big community, and it's a lot of people well, that are kind of diving together. And Isn't the Pacific Northwest is, is just unique 
Lee Geeky. Oh yeah. In that it's in that arena because we're, we're home to Microsoft, so you got and then you got those Microsoft people teams. I'm not gonna say those, Mike. I'm, I'm stereotyping. <laughs> um, they seem to be of that mentality, <laughs> and they're they have a lot of exp- like a lot of expendable income, mm-hmm. and we're just. I mean, we have a lot of diversity here, and it's it's you're you're in a great place. You're in a great well, place you know, that, I think that's what you were talking about earlier. I think that's the great thing about the internet is the internet breaches out to all uh, people of those world. types all over the U.S. The now, world. this is a this is a, a we're doing international shipping too. We're doing to right. all of Europe. You know, it's very possible that somebody over in Europe wants to come out and wants to play this game with us. So they have to get their own plane ticket to the United States. But I've got a list of every major U.S. airport. Any major U.S. airport will give them a ticket to. Seattle and a ticket back to that major airport. So, do you have a, a limit on how much? I mean, oh, you you said you had a funding goal of seventeen fifty. That's that's your highest to. to that's the highest funding goal that we have right now. I mean, somebody could still pledge more than that. So like, they could take you, the seventeen fifty pledge. You got a check roll in for twenty. Yeah, they grand. could click the seventeen fifty, and then when you go into Kickstarter, it still gives you the ability of pledging more than that. Okay. So they have so. to pledge a minimum of seventeen fifty, but somebody could go on there and pledge ten thousand dollars if they wanted to. Yeah, you hear that, people? It'll be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be sort of something big here. Yeah, uh, that would be. That's you know, I've always thought of. I've always liked to make a lot of money just so I can give it away. That's what I would like yeah. to do. Yeah, that's. I, I I would give more away, but uh, I don't have it to give away. So once I get it, I'll give it. But yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, I think we're running out of time here. The sun's starting to go down. It's very yeah. beautiful up here on Beacon Hill. You guys need to come up here to the station uh, and look for. Duel of the Magi on uh, Kickstarter. There's also YouTube videos. Check those out. Yep. Um, there's a, a, a Facebook fan page. Check that out. Coolnerdgames.com. Uh, they can go there. Cool, coolnerdgames.com, which is really cool. Um, it's just been a unique pleasure and really refreshing to sit down with somebody who's doing something instead of just just going nine to five. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I thrive on that kind of people and. Uh, Hopefully I can be there soon. Anyway, all right, we'll see you next time.